got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. Good morning, St. Louis. We're flying up no and feeling when we Back to St. Louis Live. Chris Denman, Michael Gaines, Travis Trail. Just leave that playing. I like this song. <laughs> Big thanks to Doyle Murphy from the Riverfront Times coming in, talking about the next season of Fargo. Not really. Doyle's, Doyle's a great guy. We really appreciate him coming in. Check him out again at Doyle Murphy online uh, on Twitter. And you can find all of his stories there from the Riverfront Times. He always, always, always brings heat with the stories he covers. Hey, guys, longtime listener, first-time texter. Quick clarification. Will Fairway Automotive work on my 93 Mazda Miata from the 314? Yes, that Actually, yes, they will. They will. They work on foreign and domestic. Yeah, consider it done. Barnhart Brawler, where's segment two, you ask clowns? What a jerk. What a jerk. That's a direct G- shot Giamatti, at Giamatti. Don't, don't worry about it. That's a direct it, shot at Giamatti. Hillary loses an election and Barnhart just loses his he, mind. He's, just, he's he off just the rails. can't handle it. Uh, hey, we've got uh, MVTs. We had uh, Gaines talk about Baller Brand, and he's actually just now submitted uh, his application to be the Midwest representative. Midwest uh, brand ambassador. Brand ambassador. Oh, sorry, Zoe. Hey, Trav, what's your MVT? My MVT was to let him fight. I discussed this earlier um, about how I, I it's I think it's very weak of professional athletes uh, in, to to be passive aggressive uh, to their opponent. I think we're at the point where I just would rather it just be done and over with, and let's fight it out. Yeah. I think you've said it before. You can tell when guys have been punched in the face before based on their behavior. And I think a lot of these guys, like the Chris Sales of the world, really know that they're never going to have to throw down, so they behave the way that they do. They know they're never going to actually have to go toe-to-toe with another man, so that's why they do things like throw behind a my, guy's back. And that's just not Chris Sale. Other pitchers have done it. Other Cardinal players have done it in the past. My favorite, favorite, favorite baseball fight, obviously Nolan Ryan has everybody's hearts and mind. Right. right? The Nolan Ryan-Robin Ventura fight. Uh, it, it was fantastic. It was just fun yeah. seeing a 23-year-old. Especially when you're a kid. You're like, Nolan Ryan is kicking ass! <laughs> right. And it made for a really great baseball card. Yeah, it did. And, uh, everything. But the best I've ever seen is Kyle Farnsworth. Uh, I believe it was Paul Wilson, took exception to an inside pitch. It wasn't even – it was just an inside pitch. Farnsworth wasn't being uh, the B that you, you're suggesting. Right. <laughs> and he said, come get some. And Farnsworth hit him with a takedown <laughs> and smashed him like twice. And then the catcher got in on the action as well. That, to me, is one of my favorites. That or uh, the, the catcher for the Cubs was that he immediately grabbed A-Rod? Yes. Jay, was that a Jason? I remember, I, if you said the guy's name, I remember that. You're talking about Przinsky? No, no. There was a Cubs catcher that uh, I thought he got into it with A-Rod. I could be wrong. Well, Veritek, uh, the Red Sox catcher, Jason Veritek, got, got into it with, with A-Rod. I'll, 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 I'll figure out who I'm talking about here. Cubs catcher got into a fight, grabbed a player. Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm mistaken. But either way, I, I agree with you because you don't. It, it's, Bob Gibson isn't out there. We're not talking about Bob Gibson. Right. He used it, and he, uh, he owned it. And he got after it, and I'm sure he was ready to, to throw down. Right. But, yeah, you're throwing a weapon at somebody, and you're not ready to back it up. It's going to turn into a, It's going to turn into 
a 30-person scrum. No one, Somebody's going to get a bloody nose because somebody's going to get tagged a little. There's not going to be Someone's anything worthwhile happening. Right. Or you may do something like maybe kick a guy in the head. That's one thing. But I think what just it's just so annoying. Like, oh, we saw the Odor-Batista situation with the Rangers and Blue Jays a year ago. And the reason why Odor was so successful in that fight, because Jose Batista wasn't thinking anyone was going to swing on him. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Why Why would you get into some guy's face and not think he's going to haul off on you? And so I'm at the point now with the game. Well, there are so many unwritten rules that make me want to vomit every day. But I'm at the point now where you see you, you hear folks talk about people being snowflakes. Like baseball players have a tendency to really freak out over the dumbest things. <clears throat> bat flipping. Bat flipping. Now, if you feel that strongly about a guy showing you up, then go do something about it. But I think the weakest retaliation you can do is throw at the guy. I would get in his face as he's rounding second, trot your ass on over, trot alongside him. It doesn't take Like, if you really, <laughs> truly want to fight, you there, there's no pageantry involved. Exactly. You walk up and you do it. And I was referring to, and you were probably referring to this as well, it was uh, Michael Barrett and A.J. Brzezinski. You're right. Yeah. So the, those type of situations, I don't... Right. Under- City Lemming says you're lying, Travis. About what? You like balls flying at you. <laughs> oh, shut Base- up. Baseball. Uh, relax. Baseball. Relax. Now, again, you brought up Gibson. We, we can talk about guys like Chris Carpenter, extremely intimidating pitcher, pitchers who would, you know, they want to own the inside of the play. I get that. I absolutely understand. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. But the whole like the 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 Dustin Pedroia Manny Machado situation with talking across the dugout like that to me like Dustin Pedroia shut up like because you're not going to, oh, you're getting was, that wrong oh, you're getting that wrong is that if it was Jamal Pedroia no, no, no but you're, you're getting to what happened All right, so, so explain to me what well, defend that position no so the it was two days after Machado slid into Dustin Pedroia right. And the guy threw behind Machado two days later. Right. Pedroia then was yelling to Machado because they're friends. That's not me. They did that on their okay. own. Okay. That wasn't me. Okay. So he was. they weren't yelling okay. at each so, other. But not. to the point of the pitcher, and I get the pitcher perhaps maybe trying to earn some cred with maybe a guy like Dustin Pedroia, who's a god in Boston, a god in the Red Sox organization, and maybe, quote-unquote, standing up for his guy. But that whole reaction... I think is what bothers me more than anything. You don't have a problem with Manny Machado. You're only doing it to look fake tough. You're not you're not really trying to send a message because again, I think the best way to send any message if you have beef with somebody is to confront them. And these guys aren't doing that, so I don't understand the need to quote unquote retaliate by throwing a baseball at them. Well, and my whole thing is I think MLB needs to be much stricter on punishments when people are throwing oh absolutely people. i mean this I, is a like we saw we've seen people get hit in the face and get terribly injured john carlos stanton comes to mind yep. a couple of years ago this is a very very dangerous act if you yes. were i mean if you've held a baseball in your hand it is a very hard object yes. it will hurt really bad coming at 99 miles per hour whatever it hits have you, you ever if, if anyone's ever been hit by a baseball uh, if I, I got hit with one around the shoulder at maybe 85, and it stung like an SOB, uh, these guys are throwing mid-90s 
easily and can target anywhere on your body. Mm-hmm. That's why I have such a problem with it. And again, I get you have beef. Beef is going to happen. Confrontation is going to happen in sports. But let's address it. Hockey gets this right every freaking time. And I know hockey is even NHL has pulled away from more fights. But I think that's the proper way to police the game because you find out who's really the quote unquote man. It's easy to it's easy for players, these athletes, to prop themselves up as tough guys when they haven't thrown a punch. And that blows me away. You haven't thrown one punch. You haven't gotten one fight in your entire career, and yet you're the tough guy? How? How is that possible? I guess, but I, I don't know. I don't take that real. I, I think it's a problem with the league when you let this happen right. for so long with Major League Baseball. People think they can do whatever they want because if I'm a pitcher and I only get suspended five games, especially a starting pitcher, like that's it's one start. What sends the message? What do you think? You're talking about punishment. What do you believe sends that message? Because I agree with you completely. I think the, the, the league has to take responsibility. I'm at the point where I'm thinking, and some people have told me that this was excessive because I put it on the Friends of Wall page, but I, I go six figures. Like it's Because it's so serious. If that ball, if you just slightly lose that grip, See, you hit a guy in the jaw, in the face, you're talking about ruining careers. That's what we're talking about. You know, I I wouldn't go money. I would like the guy, the reliever that threw at Machado's head and hit his bat – I would have went 25 to 50 games. Because now you really put your teammates in a freaking terrible position because yeah. you tried to be the guy that threw at a guy's head. If that hits Machado in the face, how, how much is he out for? And then what does Manny Machado mean to the Orioles? Everything. What does I he mean, mean to the entire organization? What does he mean to the city of so Baltimore? I thought, I thought that was an extremely weak position that Manfred took on that. Uh, on that. And I, I just when you have to sit in front of your teammates and be like, yeah, that was really dumb. And now you're going to be without me for 25 games, and there's a lesser player in my spot. That hurts your team a lot. Absolutely. And that was my only event more than anything else. It's just so frustrating. I, and I love heated rivalries. And again, I'm at the point where when I, I'm the best thing about seeing the Blackhawks and Blues is that, you know what, these guys, they'll do a little chirping, but if they really want to throw down, they can throw down. Well, and like, I, the best thing about rivalries are close, heated exchanges of like games, like yes. very pat, like a like a home run late to go up. Like if if there's fights and it's a nine nothing game, are you really that intrigued <laughs> by the by the the rivalry? <laughs> like I just I think we like to think that we like the extracurriculars in sports a lot, but really we're going to see an awesome game and we're going. to going to be unsatisfied if we don't see it. I love game. the trash talk. I love the whole thing. And this is also just a way for me to uh, endear myself to Manny Machado in hopes that he eventually signs a free agent deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, dude, I was, so that's exactly I, technically Thank you, Red Sox, because you're a team yeah. that can afford him, and now he's not going to do Yeah, now that's, what I, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, well, the Red Sox are off the board. That's pretty cool. That works for hey, Travis. the chances for the Cardinals to grab him. Are you in favor of all pitchers having the right to brawl, or would American League pitchers have to appoint a designated fighter? <laughs> <laughs> Happy so Friday, good. you magnificent bastards. That's from Yale Hollander. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Big fan of Yale. <laughs> I mean, another reason why I'm pushing for this, I think this could be my way of getting into the major leagues. I feel like if I train, I would fight. I would be the designated fire. Let me be the designated fire. I will scratch the hell out of you. Scratch? I will scratch you, boy. I will. <laughs> I, I won't cut my you do nails. Have some nails. I know. I won't cut my nails for two weeks. I will. Boy, I will. Ooh, I will. Purple why do you scratches get, on your neck. Why do you get excited when you do it? Oh, well, shut up. Don't judge me. Oh, wussy, just so sick and tired of so it. So, so that's Travis's MVT. My MVT 
From Consequence of Sound, a second day in a oh row. Oh, my God. You know there are other websites, right? You are well aware that there are other websites. Uh, Nick Freed writes for this one, so I trust <laughs> it. Well, Gaines is going to be excited. Gaines is going to tune out for the next 10, 15 minutes. That's exactly what's going to happen. And I know where Chris is going to go. Well, it's my MVT, so don't worry about it, okay? This is going to be good. I'm a fan of your MVT today. So, in Consequence of Sound, they had an announcement today. HBO is looking into four different spinoffs. Nice. Could be a miniseries. Could be full series. From the world of Westeros. From the Game of Thrones. From Game of Thrones. So there are four. HBO is thinking about four potential spinoffs. Now, now, I, I like this because it's a great show and series, but anymore, can we just have, can something just end? Can something just end? It's such the a... Universes, it, these universes just keep growing. I don't know what's happening. I'm getting are, older. There are roughly 16 episodes left in the entire series of Game of Thrones, and they're going to essentially split it up, uh, basically Lord of the Rings style, where we'll get eight here in July, and we'll get the final eight in, say, spring of 2018. And it's such an extremely popular show worldwide. The ratings are through the roof. The awards, just constant. The actors, brilliant. Writing, brilliant. And George R.R. Martin isn't even finished with his portion of his books. So there's a lot of content, a lot of storyline. What stories, Chris? You said they're doing four spinoffs. They, they're not sure. They're, they're, what, they what, could be different time frames. What four would you like to see? Are there any particular characters or a time? Oh, young Ned is obvious. Oh, uh, yeah, Ned Stark. Is there a chance that brothers will finally show up in mass? I on hope, Game of Thrones. I, I really hope not. Oh, I, I just, God. man, I don't oh, know that uh, that we the, the world's not ready for that. Even, I'm looking even forward the fake to them world. on the Africa Rose. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. They haven't shown the brothers as much on Game of Thrones. Now, the one brother S they have, uh, they he doesn't have genitalia. Uh, but so I mean, they that. have a whole. There's a whole uh, fighting army with people that are of darker skin. That's weird. So they're basically. Warriors, train warriors, but no freedom. You just advocated that you would be a designated fighter for a baseball team. That's also a good point as well. Why? What? Why? What makes for a guy like Gaines, and maybe for a, a guy like even Justin, who has never even seen the show? You both are fired. What is it about that show? What? What is it about Thrones that makes it incredibly interesting? It is weird that in 2017 we've. It's like what. 15, 20 years ago, this would just be called Dungeons and Dragons exactly. culture, and yeah. we would have poo-pooed it. And I don't know. I think the quality of acting, the uh, the crazy stuff, the violence, tapping into violence and nudity <laughs> probably helps, if we're being honest. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's quality things are, are good things, Travis. You, would you consider the Thrones a game changer? I think what there is not like, to give this, too- is this mine or Travis's MVT? <laughs> he's he's dropped like five dumb sayings during it. He's done five paragraphs on how great it is. <laughs> Justin sitting us in his notes from the Rhino's Nest. I I'm almost certain that's not a thing, guys. I'm almost certain that's not a thing. He says he would take another season of The Sopranos. Would you take another season of The Sopranos games? Those are your. I mean, people. the ending was just kind of very very sad. But and that final season was good. It was. And that last episode, not so much. Um, yeah, I would take, I would take, but like a, like a reunion. They're just like, they're just going to McDonald's and 
drinking coffee now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. They're hanging outside of the deli still yes. here and there. It's decaf coffee, though, because their doctor said their diabetes is out of control. Speaking of which, how would you even Shout do- out to Big Mike out on uh, the West Coast, by the way, since uh, we're talking. I'm going to say, I was going to say, are we CGIing Gandolfini? For that next season of yeah, Sopranos, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't be talking about Gandalf. They CGI'd his mom in the series. Did they really? Kind of, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I just they, they, what CGI was like that? Like they they had um, phrases that she had said prior in the series played in a season premiere because she passed away. In That's the, right. And then it was a pretty awkward scene. If you go back and watch it on YouTube, it's hilarious. Hey, we've got a special treat for everybody. We can oh. talk some Seinfeld. We can talk some Cardinals. We can talk some Blues. The man himself, Benjamin Hockman from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Follow him on Twitter at Hockman. What's up, Ben? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Doing well. Thanks for fading us on uh, not coming in studio, dude. Oh, no, I, I figured was, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be seen. You know, there's glass there. People can see it. <laughs> Happy Teresenco uh, de Mayo. Exactly. And I'm growing a, uh, a mustache, not uh, not for, for today, but for tomorrow, because Hall and Oates are coming to town. Oh, God. And I want to look like Hall, and my shirt's like, like Oates. And my fiancé is going to dress like Hall. Oh, my. Wait. You guys are going to dress up like Hall and Oates? To go see Hall and Oates, yeah. That is. By the way, congratulations on the engagement. And you know what? It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Ben Hockman. Everything's coming up Hockman. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly hope everything comes up blues tonight down at the train. Yeah. No transition. No, I wasn't done talking about Hall and Oates with this guy. <laughs> Now, wait, what uh, what are we looking for tonight, Ben? We talked about this earlier. I think legitimately the Blues on a Friday night up against the wall, I think they can pull something off. I hope they do. It's going to be a depressing Friday evening. Uh, am I just being a little too rosy with this? We talked to Terry Yake on Wednesday. He was <laughs> legitimately, and I like when Terry gets mad because he's such a nice dude. He was pissed <laughs> about the officiating yeah. and really made no bones about it. Do you think the Blues can push forward tonight, or are you feeling like it's over? As a, as a sports psychologist that I'm not, but I'll pretend I am for the next two to three minutes, uh, the idea of, of the time between the two games I think benefits the Blues because if the game was right away, they would still be stewing about that call and about how the refs screwed them, the refs screwed them. But now they've had enough time to realize they had – other opportunities to win the game that they did not take advantage of, uh, notably getting the other lines going offensively. And Mike Yo is going to shake things up. Uh, I, I'm excited, but I, I really, really think the uh, this could sound silly, but the the winner of the first period, if you will, will win the game. Whoever can truly dominate uh, the first period and set the tone in the game, uh, get the first goal, most likely, I think will will win tonight. And yeah, I. I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic the Blues can win a home game in front of a big crowd playing desperate hockey. Can they win three in a row? It's, it, it's hard to think. What is the attitude and mindset, do you think, at this point? I saw that Ryan Reeves, uh, when Jeremy Rutherford had a chance to sit down with them, said it's just business as usual. Uh, what, what did you see in regards to their guys' attitude and mindset after that game, and what have you seen recently as they get ready for tonight? Yeah, I mean, talking to someone like Jaden Schwartz, who's a you know a top three player on the team, 
maybe top five if you count the goalies, whatever. You're one of the best players on the team. Right. Uh, I've missed Hawkman. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> he was just saying, uh, oh, like, casually, like, oh, we have no doubt we can win this series. You know, like, it's like matter of <laughs> fact. Like, 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 it's like me saying, like, I have no doubt Kathy Ireland 1992 was the best Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue cover of all time. Well, I have no doubt. You have a, a hard vote from me here, for sure. Yeah. Hard, yeah. Hard <laughs> well, I mean, and, uh, all right, too. take it easy. <laughs> No, because no. Uh, no, aren't there three people in that room? That's what I meant. Three people in the room. Uh, yeah, no, I, so I, I mean, it was fun to hear his confidence, and, and I, I do think they're approaching it like we have to win one game three times as opposed to a three-game winning streak that sounds more daunting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that the, the defensive players – for Nashville are so nasty. Uh, I mean, you, you, we would love to, to be fans of that type of, of level of play. It really has been impressive. And but the other thing is, their goalie is is a human on the road. He's he's a brick wall in Nashville. Right. I I really want some. If they if they could go to the conference finals after everything that's happened this year, it would just be. It would be fantastic for the city, for the team, for everything else. You had the Winter Classic here. I, I don't. I, I think I agree with what you said earlier. It's that's going to be just a bit of a tough task. But hey, they'll uh, they'll get after it. How are you feeling about the Cardinals right now, Hawkman? We talked about this a little bit earlier. Kind of boring. Kind of uh, tough to watch. <laughs> kind of tough to watch Wainwright go get trotted out and and not succeed like we're used to seeing him play. Yeah, no question about it. And. Uh... I mean, it's 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 sad in in a way. It's it's super sad. It's like like uh, it's like watching a family member get old, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's like, where, where's that vitality? Where's that confidence? Where are those things that made you you? You know. Yeah. And uh, so so that's frustrating. I like that they moved up Piscotty up to the two spot, uh, trying to trying to get something out of that spot in the lineup because. Uh, a lot of advanced stats show that uh, you know we grew up thinking the number three hitter was the most important person in the lineup, but uh, modern advanced stats show that the most imperative position in the lineup is the number two spot. And uh, the Cardinals got nothing out of a Ledmus, so so move the Pisco kid up there and see what you can do. Uh, I'm super excited about the other four starters, so that's something. That counts for something. That does indeed. Now you do a, a really interesting digital content segment with a what many consider in this industry a has been and Ben Fredrickson. Are you guys still <laughs> doing the uh, the two Bens? Is that still going? Is that a thing? It is still a thing. It's a weekly thing on the Post Dispatch's website, stltoday.com, and it's fun. Not it's, dot... it's, it's... <laughs> what else could what, what, Chris? would it have been dot biz or dot edu uh, dot net oh <laughs> okay gotcha sorry go ahead we I remember one time like we were uh, this this is like the most year 1999 joke or like like you know like some jokes were like make sense from that era right. I remember we were out with my my buddy Josh Smith and we were all you know having fun he's like ah, get it this dot com dot net dot org dot this dot that and someone's like Josh you're being a dot ass <laughs> oh nice and it was like the most 1999 comeback, yeah yeah <laughs> They they clicked their Doc Martins together as they high fived. 
Right, 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 right. And Chumba Wumba was playing on the jukebox while that happened. That's great. So yeah. more importantly, you so you're engaged now. The sports are great. You do a fantastic job on uh, at the post dispatch. But I want to know more about you. I want to know how how did you trick her? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, we, yeah, we've met this yeah. we've met this nice young lady. Let's hear how this went down. Yeah, Angela LaRocco. She's going to lose her last name and become yeah. Hoffman. Uh, it's it's on. I I say like she's she's the female me like in regards to personality. She oh, like she doesn't give a heck. You know, she's Look, larger job, than nice. life. Even though she's she thank you. Uh, she's larger than life. Even though like me, she's a shorter person and uh, just bubbly and funny and goofy and doesn't take themselves too seriously. Uh, yeah, so it, it's been a, it's been a perfect match and. And we, we, I proposed marriage at the most romantic place I could think of, and that was a uh, pool hall in the Columbia, Missouri, Boochie. that serves burgers. You proposed at Boochin. <laughs> Travis is losing it, Ackman. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most bizarre oh, thing to do. That's oh, awesome. romantic. <sighs> I, I like that. But it that. was funny because I wanted to do it with a, and she doesn't even remember like the songs playing at the time, but like I wanted to do it with like a good song playing. And they kept doing all these like weird songs that were like ruining the mood. Uh, there was like, there was like War Pigs. Do you know that one? Like, from, like yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. It's like the most like dark, hard rock. I'm like, this is not the moment of love. And then, uh, Brown sugar came on. Oh, nice. I, I, <laughs> didn't feel appropriate. My, my kind of party. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it didn't feel right, you know, because because we're more Beatles people. Than <laughs> oh, <there it> is. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then, I'm not even kidding you. I'm like, I'm, so I'm sitting there, like nervous, waiting, like making small talk. She's like, we're kind of done with dinner now. Can we go? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Check out this napkin dispenser. Oh, you know, trying to buy time. And then uh, and then the song, Another One Bites the Dust. Oh, oh, oh no. There you go. Oh, no. Yeah, so I had to wait and wait. And finally, like a regular like not, song with no meaning came on. And, uh, and I was able to propose marriage. And she said yes. And it's happening. Congratulations, man. Okay, so you've got the uh, Hall & Oates shindig tomorrow, and then what are the plans tonight for your birthday? Well, I'm going to be celebrating Tarasenko de Mayo with Tarasenko at the uh, at the Blues game. Uh, i got to cover it for the post-dispatch. And the, the Hall & Oates thing is in limbo because if the Blues win tonight, then uh, Angela and I are going to Nashville on Saturday skipping Hall & Oates. And, uh, and to do uh, to be there for the game on Sunday. Would you then dress as June and Johnny Cash? Oh, good point. Or maybe I. I mean, I because I, I have this mustache ready to go. Yeah. Uh, Alan so Jackson. Maybe, I mean, Alan Jackson. Yeah, but he's he's he is like a he's a tricky like life situation with his wife. I think there was some <laughs> infidelity. I'm glad you're up to date on Alan Jackson. Of course, Hawkman knows what's going on with Alan Jackson. Of course. <laughs> Let me tell you about John Michael Montgomery. (laughs) (laughs) We got Dave with the cauliflower end saying happy birthday to Hoxie. Carlos Danger. I always figured Hockman proposed to his fiance at Shiloh while Gin and Juice was playing. (laughs) That'll be the Oh, I mean, that, that, you know, now I wish I could redo it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for nothing, Carlos Carlos. Danger. (laughs) Yeah, and hello to to Dave. Uh, he uh, He was one of, if not the biggest fan. Uh, of the writer's block, yeah. the old uh, radio show with uh, Ben Fredrickson 
and uh, Derek Gould. Yeah, rest in peace. Pour some, pour some out for the Riders' block. Yeah, that's right. But hey, we're gonna hear, uh, hopefully, hear Hockman on here some more. We're gonna chat with Ben uh, maybe all summer long if we get uh, if we get it right with his agent. The summer of Ben. <laughs> the summer of Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Hoxie. Take care, Hockman. Have a good weekend. You too. Happy birthday and congratulations, buddy. Much appreciated. Thank you. Ben Hockman from the Post-Dispatch joining the show. You can check him out online at Hockman. That's how it goes. It's good to hear Ben. Great hearing that guy. Better, the better of the two Ben. <laughs> yeah, we got the right one. That's right. We had a Riverfront Times <laughs> reporter and the other Ben. <laughs> this segment was dedicated to Ben Fred. Yeah. Big second hour. We'll have it up in just a moment. Thanks to Doyle Murphy for coming in studio. We'll be joined by Michelle Wolf here in just a bit. She's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Works for The Daily Show. Very funny, very talented. Excited to have her in. Chris Denman, Travis Trell, Michael Gaines at St. Louis Live here on 920 AM WGNU. Online, we are liveradio.com.